Hey guys, before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to take a second to talk about our friends Swiftwick. Swiftwick was founded in 2008 with the purpose of creating the best, high-performance, moisture-wicking socks designed with an incredible contoured fit. Today, based in Franklin, Tennessee, they are an international brand developing performance and lifestyle socks for every adventure. All Swiftwick products are made in the USA using the most sustainable practices available and are backed by the company's best sock you'll ever wear guarantee, which is 100% true. They are the best socks that you will ever wear. As a thank you for you, the listener, we have been able to partner with Swiftwick to bring you guys a discount of 20% off your purchases at Swiftwick through the end of April. Just head on to over to swiftwick.com and use the promo code TRAILTRASH20 at checkout for 20% off your next purchase. If you're like us on the show, you'll love the Flight XT Trail, guaranteed to get you out of whatever mess you can get yourself in. If you're on the road or you're a cyclist or you just want something super comfortable, be sure to check out the Flight XT or the Maxxis. The Maxxis is my daily go-to. It is just a nice, supportive, cushy hug for your feet on days when you just want your feet to feel good. Head on over to swiftwick.com, use the code TRAILTRASH20, T-R-A-I-L-T-R-A-S-H-2-0 at checkout for 20% off your next purchase at swiftwick.com. And now, let's get popping. This is the Trail Trash Podcast. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of your favorite running show, the Trail Trash Podcast, with three of the most well-versed and well-spoken individuals in the running game. Definitely the best looking. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I said that like two, two shows ago. <laughs> Gary, John, and Jason here to talk about running and we're going to talk about john's wonderful experience he had this weekend at blackbeard's revenge which is a 100 miler 100k and there is a relay option all on the road um which is surprising for john uh, because john typically not a road person but john threw his uh threw his hat into something a little different um it, it had a lot of elevation gain what was the elevation gain john i mean that one climb looked brutal so i was actually surprised at this but uh coros gave me 2500 for this was it rolling hills yeah like i mean it's like not quite like strolling. the bridges except for the bridges i mean it, it would be just like just real like low grade stuff you don't really notice just long and drawn out all right, so so before we get into how you did, John, going coming into this race, how were you feeling when you laced up at the start line yesterday? Um, yeah, uh, felt good uh, going into the race. Uh, had a pretty good training block, um, not a perfect one, but I mean, I don't think any training block really goes perfectly, and if it did, I would probably be worried um but you know i feel like i got in <clears throat> some good training for it and uh on the way to the race uh, you know that morning everything seemed to be going well felt 
felt good and ready to go. Um, so yeah, I felt pretty confident going into it. Um, knew that the course, the way it was set up, it would should have you know played to you know some of my strengths. So yeah, it's it's, it's been good. So for those who aren't familiar with this race and what it what it's like give us a little bit give us uh, kind of the cliff notes version of what kind of what the course looks like yeah so um this plate uh this race takes place over on the outer banks of north carolina Ooh, um the show <laughs> yeah except uh <laughs> more based in reality uh, <laughs> um yeah, so the 100 miler begins in Kerala, uh, which is known for its horses that wander around on the beach if you're into that kind of thing. Um, the 100K starts in Nags Head. It actually starts out on a pier over the ocean. Um, so, yeah, you know, the first, you know, like maybe tenth of a mile, you know, uh, you, you run down the pier before turning onto the road. Um, and then after both races join up there, um, you go down all the way to the graveyard of the Atlantic Museum. Um, <clears throat> mostly stays on NC Highway 12 the whole time, just southbound. Um, not a very complex course. Um, like I think there's like a 47 mile stretch or so on it, if I remember correctly, where there's not even like a single turn, just for the whole time. Um, yeah, and I mean, you're running right there along, right along like uh, the beach. Um, you get some good views of that if that's what you're into. Um, it, not, it didn't feel like a whole lot of elevation gain. Um, like I said, you know, uh, looking back at, you know, what the Coros captured, it may have been a little bit more than um, initially realized. But I mean, it's a fairly basic course, but a really, really interesting one. Going into this, did you look at the element like surely you thought, oh, well, it's just a flat course, it's run along the beach, can't have that much. Elevation. Did you even do any research into that to see, wow, 2500 to where I got to, um, seems right or or what? Yeah, um, I mean, I took a look, I didn't remember it being that much, but um, yeah. <laughs> And you mentioned the views. So I got I to gotta ask, how close to the beach were you? Because I talked about it with some guys at, at work yesterday. And they're like, man, that sounds really cool. And then one guy brought up a good point that I guess I hadn't really thought of. And he goes, yeah, except the Outer Banks is kind of breezy. And if he's right on the beach, did you get pelted with sand all day? Yes, 100%. There was not That's a moment not second of that day where I wasn't pelted with some type of grit. How much um, that when I finished, in your mouth? And have you washed out washed it all out of your beard yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh man, finishing finishing what I did, uh, you know, after that race and when I took a shower, it's like, you know, uh my lower calves and stuff looked almost as dirty as if I'd ran like a like a trail race, like maybe a drier trail race, but hmm. it was yeah, it was it was gritty in the literal sense of the term, not the right. <laughs> not the figurative term that everyone likes to throw around on social media. <laughs> I just, it, and then like, I guess I hadn't even thought about it that way. Cause you know, we don't run on, on beaches here. Um, yeah. And I mean, speak, speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I you don't really, beach. <laughs> and I mean, you're not really like on the beach, like the whole time, like mm -hmm. 
Um, it's more like run on the beach. Did you run on the beach at all? No. No. Okay. Um, there's like a large stretch of it though, where there's just like large like sand dunes on either side of you. So uh, that's kind of kind of what you see. Mm-hmm. And then you go through like uh, some of these smaller towns, which are kind of interesting. But yeah, that's what a lot of the race looks like. So so what what drew you to this race? I mean what I mean you are let's face it you are you know you're known for running hard stuff in the mountains. I mean uh rim to river ridge to river whatever it is that race <laughs> that you like uh uh you know that one is is a mountain run you you did scar It's river uh, to ridge Jason it's river to ridge <laughs> river to ridge uh you know i mean you, your your pedigree is 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 mountains basically so what drew you to a mostly flat road race uh with with very little excitement to it <laughs> sorry i just had to be honest i saw saw pictures <laughs> I, I mean i mean i enjoy the course i would i would i would go back honestly um like i don't feel like every guy is that you calling your shot right now (laughs) no it's not (laughs) (laughs) um i mean i I would consider going back i'll I'll put it that way (laughs) like i don't like i know it sounds like monotonous and stuff uh but honestly i don't think like the course itself really to me at least ever just got old um i mean i don't don't know i just thought it it sounded like a cool course like, you know, I like the point to point, um, just something different. Like, um, I had never run an ultra that long. That was, that, that was, um, that's what that was that uneventful. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, um, it, so, it just so, spoke to me. So, so hold on a minute. It's point to point. Uh-huh. How are you supposed to get back to your car once the race is over? <laughs> <laughs> so they had um i mean they had some shuttle set up okay uh, you could select like uh when you're registering for the race okay all right and then along the way you know how far apart were aid stations or was it like a vol state type of thing where you hit the uh you you know you hit lorraine's gas station for a beef stick and a gatorade yeah uh, i mean it was about every five or six miles i mean pretty Normal. pretty average for an ultra so i mean it was supported pretty well okay. um were I mean, if you had... good were they good aid stations how old is this race i guess i shouldn't do you know how old this race is um uh, i'd have to look back real quick it's I've got a few years on it it's, it's pretty um, old because some of the run it fast people have have all did that race together it was uh it's it, uh, it looks like the first it was first run in 2019 so this would be it's in the fifth year or fourth year yeah fourth year because i because of covid but yeah okay so were the aid stations well stocked could you get yeah. your could you get your quesadilla <laughs> um i don't think no i didn't get a quesadilla but i mean they were they, they had some good offerings good yeah. All right. Well, with all that being said, we've quizzed you the hell out of the <laughs> what about the race. So let's talk about how it went. So, yeah, let's talk about the fourth distance there. The, you know, the, uh, the spoiler alert, fourth distance, the, the almost 60K distance you can run. 
<laughs> so yeah, so 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 break it down. How how did this how how did it go for us? Yeah, for well, uh, well, buckle in, everybody, because this is another DNS story. <laughs> 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 should, we, should we rename this or put some sub or like a little in our description and be like, all we talk about is our DNFs. Like, <laughs> I mean, sometimes DNF we talk podcast. about other stuff too. Uh, <laughs> I mean, hopefully I have some interesting hot takes at the end here to break break it up. But um, <laughs> okay, so you made it. You made it thirty-seven and a half. Do I remember that right? Yeah, roughly. Yeah. Okay. So, but, so starting out, it started out well, though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It started started out perfect. Like the first, Led the first fourteen. <laughs> you were like first place. Like you were, you were like gonna guns out blazing glory. Like that idiot. I mean, I'm sorry, that guy. <laughs> it wasn't guns out blazing glory so 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 like when we ran off the pier um there is there, uh, uh there is there, there a female who took off um she led for the first two and a half and then kind of like slowed down and i caught her around um two and a half and you know she didn't go with me so then i was just alone out there in front for like the next 12 ish miles or so which was a super weird feeling um i've never led anything in an ultra before uh, the only races i've ever won were just some small local like 5ks but uh definitely uh definitely an experience out there leading the way and when you say alone like there was no one near you like she was yeah. or, or they were quite a ways behind no i think uh man at one point the next people behind me are probably like a half a uh, quarter to a half mile behind so yeah there is some distance there mm -hmm. and then when did things turn sour well got through the aid station at mile 12 um and then somewhere between 12 and 14 it's like well sorry to not feel as good here and at 14 i started slowing it down a little bit and a couple people caught up to me um I don't know. And that's kind of like where, yeah, I slowed down and I wasn't able to like keep up to like the pace that set up until then. And what was it like? So like at no business, you know, it, there's a great picture that uh, Pete Schreiner took. Like I can tell something's wrong, but I don't know what. Did you have just an idea or was it just like, I don't feel the way I should, especially this early? Yeah. I mean, really hard to pin. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd, did really i thought i did well you know taking care of myself like from like a nutritional standpoint hydration standpoint um so i actually stand on top of that a little bit better than i usually do so it's kind of mm -hmm. hard to like point to like one factor mm -hmm. um i mean the conditions out there were tough for sure um like the sun and the heat that wasn't too bad um like i think we skirted the low 70s if i remember correctly um so there's it was warm no, but there's no shade so you were yeah yeah like, exposed oh. the whole time yeah um like man if the lighting was better in my house you could see like i burned the shit out of my face um, um i did put on sunscreen i just missed some spots like i'm uh i don't know if you can see my wrist there mm -hmm. that's all that's something right there's like, self-swollen did those yeah. outdoor research things actually work? Those arms? Yes, one hundred percent. Those were money. I don't have any burns like on my arms. It's just where like the mm -hmm. section right here, like where they ended, and then mm -hmm. 
I put I had some sunscreen. I put on my palm, but I missed like this section, like in between the two, mm-hmm. which they do have like they're designed to like come down over like into the palm, like right here. Yeah, they've got um, finger just, loops on them, like thumb uh, thumb hole and finger loops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just had it pulled back so I could see my watch right there. Mm-hmm. You can see like it's in print. There's even like little lines here from like in between the the <laughs> band. So mm-hmm. it's like it's like one of those uh tell me your runner without tell me your runner like type memes <laughs> yeah. so it did so it, those didn't make you too hot no those were those are good no um, they actually say they're cooling and so like were they genuinely cooling or um i don't know about cooling. temperature regu- well let's say temperature regulating yeah like i mean they felt yeah they didn't get warm um like there were a couple of times like I'd pull them down just to compare like how it felt like with them off of like my arm compared to like the air temperature. And it didn't seem like there's much of a change. So mm-hmm. I mean those were those were a good piece of gear that I'm glad I invested in. Those were uh, worth picking up then. Dang. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd recommend it, especially for a course like that where you're just down the sun exposed and you want a little extra protection. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean it'd be a good option too. I didn't do this at, at this race because it because um I wasn't too hot. But uh, you, you could also, in theory, like put some like ice down them for like more cooling if you wanted to. So yeah, I I consider them. Yeah, good deal. Um, okay, so we're not sure what's going on. We're not sure, and I'm just I'm also reading through our group chat. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably better if we just uh, don't say any of those <laughs> responses on here. <laughs> So, oh no some of these are getting said especially the part where you say fuck you i'm gonna die here of old age <laughs> so, so, so you, you never really so I, I was texting a friend and and you know telling them how you were doing and they they asked they said what's going on with him and i i didn't have a really good response i'm like he just has some issues uh you, you know you mentioned your hip in one of the messages. Was that kind of did that play a role, or, or do you think it was just one of those days where everything just wasn't clicking and it just wasn't going to happen? Yeah, um, I'd say that was definitely a factor. Um, but yeah, I mean, more than anything, I mean, just you know, it just just wasn't a great day. Um, but I mean, to that point, so what was going on there was I don't know. I like had this pain. Um, I was kind of like shooting up like my hamstring into like my lower glute. Um, like it wasn't bad, but it, it was definitely like a bit of an issue. Um, and it was actually starting to like alter my strat a little bit. Um, so that's definitely something that I'm gonna have to keep an eye on. Um, and even waking up today, like it's, I can still feel it like a little bit, but also like my knee on that side is definitely sore. I don't know if it's like related, but um that's yeah definitely something i'm gonna have to think think about a little bit you think that's because you think that because you think you you hurt your you say glute so that's your ass so do you think you hurt your ass uh because you you came out of the gate balls out do you think that had anything to do with it no and i i I really maintain that it didn't go out of the gate balls out like i I was at a pace that was comfortable the that did not take over okay that that, uh, right, that, that sounds like that sound, you, hold on a minute you sound like <laughs> garrett on strava when he he posts running at a comfortable pace and it's like 7 15 okay so i'm not, not sure i'm buying all this but anyway all right go ahead no, no 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 i mean it was a comfortable pace 
the effort felt fine. This was like an effort, like a pace level that in my training block up to here, I'd maintained for um, up to like four hours. Like, so, so you're, I mean, you're, in a, you're in a zone two, like real easy. If you've maintained that pace for like, four hours, that's a zone two type. I would say it's a zone two, zone three type effort. Yeah, Very like it's like, like it wasn't, it wasn't, I mean, it was moving, but it's not like I'm just out there redlining. Like I, it, it, it felt comfortable. Faster than your all day pace, though. Uh, um, I don't know. Debatable, debatable. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it happens. I mean, you know, I think in you know, I mean, it's one of those things where sometimes you just, you know, things to start and things kind of finish right after you start. I mean. For, yeah, yeah, and um, and yeah, and then another factor too. Uh, I know you mentioned the wind already, but like, it was uh, I had a constant headwind all day, right? So like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, like like fifteen twenty miles per hour. I think was what they said it was averaging at, um, and that doesn't include like gusts. Like um, <clears throat> on this course, there's like three like long bridges, like between like this, you know, because like you know the Outer Banks is essentially like a chain of like islands right mm -hmm. so we had like these long like connecting bridges that were like you know in some cases like miles long and when you got out on those the wind just got really really bad um now i'm wondering if maybe and this is probably a bit of a stretch but i'm wondering if that wind was maybe not so much a headwind but maybe felt like it and was more or less coming from your right side coming at your right side mm -hmm. not saying it would have altered your stride enough or maybe it did to where that may have been where your ass started to give you problems uh, <laughs> definitely so i mean mm. if it was coming from the right side and he was he was hitting the ass right ass cheek um <laughs> that might could cause <laughs> you know what i've been waiting for this moment now for <laughs> four or five years I've been the butt of this joke, no uh, this podcast, no pun, intended. no pun intended. And now there's somebody else, I'd be damned, that has a problem that is equally aligned with what I deal with. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, you, you might also be able to argue that the camber of the robe played into that a little bit too. But I mean, it, it wasn't so much like the glute as it was just like the hamstring and then extended down a little bit. It's like, Maybe the calf a little bit, maybe the Achilles a little bit, but it was it was really a hamstring. Well, I mean, once you get into your hips and down, everything is so interconnected. So it may not even be your hamstring. It could be the top of your Achilles. It could be a calf thing. Everything is so interconnected that, or it could be a chain of all three of those things. But it's it, and it's funny you mentioned that the terrain of the road because you know you've ran strolling gym and you know what it's like how um that road that the gym runs on you know it's it, it's it, it it has angles it yeah. has angles so you have to adjust your stride and how you're running based off of these angles and i've actually heard of people who have had issues running that race because of how the road tilts in directions because you know, I guess you just have to run it to know what I know John's ran it for, so he knows what I'm talking about. But I know stuff like that can cause you to have issues big time. I mean, even if it's just something so minor that your right foot is hitting a little bit higher than your left foot, 
compound that over the course of 37 miles and it's going to alter your stride, which is going to impact your muscle performance. So I, I totally understand that and, and can see that. Yeah. And that is also a side where I have had Achilles issues before. Um, not recently. Like I think the last time I really had problems with it was uh, probably around 2018, but it has had a history. Mm-hmm. Well, are you going to try to see a PT to see what they say? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You know, John, don't go to the doctor. Why would you even ask a question like that? He, I don't know means no, he's not going to the doctor. No. Says, Look at his face. Nothing about that says I'm going to the doctor. He's just, what he's going to do is he's going to get a massage from his green, his great Pyrenees. He's just going to put a toy there and just let the dog just walk on him. Just, that's right. You, you don't want her walking on you. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> She, she's a she's 120 plus pound 124 was what she came in at her last vet appointment Jeez, that's a that's a lot of dog man when, when she when she gives you a shake you got to make sure you catch that hand because if it hits you you're gonna karate <laughs> chop that's crazy so your dog flare chops you you just openly admitted that you've been flare chopped by your dog oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> she, can, so, she can up and put her arms on my shoulders and we can have like an eye level conversation they're big dogs they're huge especially so I guess, when they don't want to move but all right moving on <laughs> so so i guess we can put blackbeard to bed and uh move on to some miscellaneous things because i got a few things i want to bring up i want to first give a huge shout out to a friend of the show kara molitor for finishing the georgia death race um that race is no joke um and it's it's a very tough race um i think um i saw she said hardest race she's ever run hardest race she's ever run um i know she was probably you know probably had you know her training was probably not optimized for that but she still went out and i think knocked it out in 22 hours which is probably 22 hours faster than i could have even considered that um so a uh, huge shout out to her uh absolutely it's it's just amazing because she had she had went out and tried to be, do it and there was I don't know if she had I think she might have had an injury or something or COVID or it, regardless she didn't get to do it and she was able to go out and get that get that done and I know that's that's an extremely hard race it looks like um, a fellow by the name of Chris Crowley won it um, at a speedy fifteen twelve nineteen what's the course record there. I don't know. That's fast. Of course, record is under Andrew twelve Miller hours uh, because uh, Andrew Miller mm-hmm. uh, ran out a few years as his Western States qualifier. I he actually wanted. He actually wanted the year before he won Western States too. So, well, and and what's crazy is the second place person person, and I know I'm going to butcher their name, but I'm going to give it the uh, I'm going to give it the international flair that it deserves. Yana Fridakova was second place. This is a female overall second yeah. place. At nice. 15-37-58. That's fast. Which is nuts. So top five, there were two females. Yana, <laughs> or it could be Jana. It could be Jana. I, I just I like Yana better because it sounds more mysterious. Um, and then um, a, a lady by the name of Monique uh, Ramres. Uh, came in at sixteen fourteen. She was top five, crazy. So that's two, impressive that you had two females top five. Two females, and that just shows you, 
you know, and, and actually, hold on, let me count this one, two, three, three females in the top 10, which is, which is unbelievable. That's studs. That's it's, awesome. it's, it's badass. And it just goes to show you, man, that, that, uh, that, you know, that, man, that, that course is tough. And man, those, those ladies came in and showed up and showed out, but amazing. It's crazy because looking at the, the list of finishers in the top, I don't even know how far the list goes down. Um, I don't really recognize hardly any of these names um, compared to, you know, previous years where you had, you know, your Liz Canty's running in and your Andrew Miller's and um, I'm sure John's pulling it up right now. It's going to be like, absolutely. I recognize this name, this name, and this name. They ran this guy's won this race and this race. And how did you not hear about this race? <laughs> yeah, he ran the Smoky House 50K and ran it in three hours and 15 minutes. So that's a great name for a 50k i say uh let's uh let's do that smoky house 50k sponsored by the trail trash podcast we can uh we can start it up there at the uh that uh pancake house up at sawani there you smokehouse. go smokehouse smokehouse called, right smokehouse yeah the smokehouse but 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 you know that that course is is extremely tough and you know regardless of who the race director is that course is 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 very hard it's a race i've always it was always a bucket race bucket list race for me just because of how hard it was now i don't really know if it is uh as much um what's stopping you uh how shitty of a runner i am his grit i have zero grit not greedy at all. He doesn't want to carry a railroad spike. For I'm, I'm smooth like a baby's bottom. That's how little grit I have. So, but uh, but but anyway, I just I wanted to give her a shout out because uh, it's it's a huge accomplishment mm-hmm. uh, finishing finishing that race and uh, it's, it's it's pretty cool. So so yeah. What is it? How many stairs are at the was it at the end of that race? I have no clue. A mil- it, it's got to feel like a million stairs. It's a ton. Um, I, I I don't know how it ranks up. I mean, I know it's more than the stairs at Cloudland Canyon, and those stairs at Cloudland Canyon don't ever feel like they end. Um, the ones that 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 drop into that gorge and then come back out. I mean, man, that's that's a lot of stairs. But just this this an amazing effort and. Uh, you know, it's it's cool because you have all these big races starting to land now. We had Barclays, we had GDR. Um, Race season's back, baby. That's right. The, strolling uh, strolling gyms the, uh, coming up. Had the Mount Mitchell Heartbreaker last year and it's or last weekend in its inaugural year. Any big names out for it? One thousand uh, feet. One thousand feet of gain on stairs. God, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> And didn't um, something even something even bigger happen than GDR this weekend? Didn't uh, didn't Camille run like a bazillion miles on like a track? That it set a forty eight hour record. What was it two hundred seventy two miles? I thought it was two fifty seven, but I could be wrong. Two fifty seven. It was what, and it was what like second or third all time. Yeah, I mean that's amazing, dude. She can run the hell out of the track. Camille Heron has set a 48-hour world record by running more than 435.2 kilometers, 270.4. Somebody was right. Somebody was wrong. Someone's always got to be wrong. I'll own it. That's right. She ran this record at the Sri 
Chinmoy. Chinmoy. Yeah. Uh, 48 hour festival in Australia, which someone pointed out, Hey, I don't think those are the new Lulu shoes. Apparently she has said she can run in whatever shoes she wants. She does not have a shoe sponsor. So she just wears the clothes. I guess Lulu is just her apparel sponsor. How smart is that? Because man, their apparel, I mean, their apparel is freaking incredible. Well, and I thought, I was like, Lulu's never made shoes that I know of. I wouldn't run in their shoes. So, and I thought, surely there's, and I never really did research because I don't necessarily care who sponsors who or who is sponsored by who. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I was like, yeah, I never really, I've never seen, never heard of a Lulu trail runner. Like maybe this is something new. What was she in? Did you see? They look like Hocus. Yeah, I figured she was staying the Hocus. Mm-hmm. But it is cool that she can be like, you know what? Hey, that Nike Pegasus looks pretty sharp. Let's pick that up. Try it. And then don't have to worry about being seen running in something else. But, but you know, but, but you know, I noticed that there are some uh, athletes. I want to pick out, pick on uh, Jeff Peltier. Um, I believe he's sponsored by Solomon, but I did notice in a lot of his videos he was sporting one of the uh, Artrix jackets. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if he's running, doing some little side thing with them now, um, because the man is in always full Solomon hat, shirt, shorts, shoes. He was wearing and running in some of the new Genesis shoes uh, in the new Genesis shoes at UTMB at the time they were brand new. So um I guess many athletes kind of do that. Maybe. I don't know. It'd be interesting to ask if, if you're a sponsored athlete, do you have to wear your sponsored shoes the whole time? Now, I mean, now Solomon doesn't make a church shoe. So obviously there are exceptions, but if you're running there's anywhere, no, uh, there's no Solomon hush puppies on the market. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, you know, it'd be interesting what the, what their contracts say. Like if you're running, you have to be wearing this or you know if you're just doing day-to-day stuff at the grocery store you know i don't think they care what you wear there um or if it's just limited and you know what you can run whatever you want but if you're going to post it on socials it's got to be this shoe so right. I'd, I'd be interesting so top to bottom what brand does the best on apparel and shoes combined trail road mixture thereof I'm saying Solomon, hundred percent. Because Crafts Apparel is great, especially yeah. their winter stuff. I just don't think their shoes can overall match up with Solomon's shoes across the board. I'm talking well, about yeah, the, and, the full Monty, right? But product. So I think what it'll boil down to is: is this our hot take? Is this where we're going? No, no, it, it's it's not the hot take yet. I just I just uh, thought of this. Can can Solomon can Hoka's apparel equal out Solomon's shoes? Because then you have Solomon apparel versus Hoka shoes. Well, I mean, I don't think Hoka really. I Hoka just don't think apparel. they're. Apparel. I like that hoodie that I have, but I just don't think their apparel is on the line. Let, let's go to our resident gear expert, John. <laughs> Who I'm do really you? Not the resident gear expert. I don't know. I feel like for this conversation, it'd be hard to argue against like Nike. 
See, that's, that was my thing. Like Nike. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like that was my, that's why I was like, is it road? Because Nike's going to beat you hands down on track, road, all that stuff. Dude, even their, even their trail shoes are actually really good. Like I, I like and their trail shoes. And their, I think their trail, trail shoes are actually very, really durable too. Yeah, their trail like, stuff is underrated. Trail, but, yeah. no. I mean, I, and that's why I was like, well, man, you've got the Nike Pegasus. You've got the Alpha Flies. There are so many offerings of good Nike shoes. Then you've it's got Nike's apparel, which is, and let's be honest, Nike's apparel's good stuff. It may not always be. I'm not running any of their Nike trail stuff, but it's Nike. I mean, come on. So. I mean, it's the uh, shoe that Forrest Gump ran across the United States, you know, like two or three times in. So it's good enough for Forrest Gump. It's good enough for everybody else. Right. <laughs> it's just funny because I, when, you know, I would, when I think of trail stuff, Nike isn't the first one that comes to mind. And then yeah, when I think they're of, not, and when I think about strong apparel and strong shoes, I always think of Solomon because Solomon has really good apparel. Mm-hmm. And the Speed Cross is a great shoe. And like that, like they're like they're they're windbreakers, mm-hmm. the their their jackets. They, I think they even have puffy coats. They have really good shirts. Their shorts are solid. Mm-hmm. I don't know for like uh I think, I think nike's trail shoes are actually underrated based yeah. off the price point and the durability that you get out of them mm-hmm. i like my um wild horses yeah i guess i'm gonna have to try out some nike trail shoes dude you can find and and john mentioned price point you can find them on sale at a lot yeah, of like yeah like i went to the nike out nike outlet store like one or two weeks ago and i picked up like a pair of like trail pegasus for like 60 or 70 bucks can't beat it i mean honestly you can't so that's one so as much as i love the pegasus and i had the 32 33 34s 36s i've not tried the trail pegasus and i think i don't want it to taint the road pegasus so i may just keep those separated well, I just had to ask because we brought up the whole Camille thing. And so I was just thinking, who does the overall best job across the board? But then you uh, got to look at, okay, so they may make the best apparel, but who takes care of their athletes a lot? Like, who takes care of their athletes the best? Like, if they're like, hey, I need three pairs of shoes for this training block. Well, okay, you get two. So, or yeah, sure, whatever you want. I guess it may depend on who you are too. I think it depends on who you are because I know like at Ultra, you know, people like Jeff Browning just got whatever, he's got whatever he wanted, right? I mean, because he's mm-hmm. Jeff freaking Browning. So like, I'm sure like uh, Elliot Kipchoge. Like, I mean, they built the shoes specifically for Elliot Kipchoge. I'm sure. And, and I'm sure with uh, Hoka and Carl Meltzer, I'm sure Carl just snaps his finger and gets whatever he wants yeah like i mean his the well, hell the shoes mean named, named after him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey so, i need another namesake here please <laughs> so. all right well i guess i guess we can move on to the hot takes if y'all like i mean unless there's anything yes. else you want to bring on in the john's got one. Hot, John, John's hot takes John's are so hot his, his, his face <laughs> is red oh wait no that's sunburn <laughs> hot take john go ahead my hot take all right, so, so, so here's my hot take. We're all familiar with the principle of shrinkflation, which is where a company decreases the amount of product you get without altering the price, right? Mm-hmm. So like, like, like a Hershey bar, prime example of that, you get less Hershey bar than you did like 
10, 20 years ago for the same price. It's really sad. Actually, more my hot take. But... My hot take is this is why the double stuffed Oreo was invented to normalize the sm- the shrinking size of the original Oreo to make it feel like less, even though they did put less cream on there now. I, I, I think I think that's what that's that's why the double stuffed Oreo was introduced. Uh, it's called hot takes, not conspiracy theories, John. No, this. <laughs> <laughs> John has a scale out in his kitchen with Oreos laid out right now. He is weighing those damn cookies. I, I swear, if you went to go go get an Oreo, just an original Oreo from like 20 years ago, it would have more cream on it than the current Oreos. So here's a, here's a thought. Do your store brand Oreos have more cream than a real Nabisco Oreo? So like if I go get the Kroger brand, Oh, why, why, why are you doing that? Because <laughs> it's a hot take. So I got to I got to know. So now you got to go. Now like, you go buy a, a great value well, pack <laughs> of sandwich creams, whatever they call them. All right. Well, this is this is a this is a great idea for your kids. Science affairs. Science. Okay. <laughs> um, Here's my five year old science project. Of- you know, which which one has the correct cream to weight ratio <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, i mean regardless of the cream to weight cream to weight ratio i'm still spraying some peanut butter on top of them oh yeah absolutely you, that's the best thing you just dip them in there heck yeah. yeah yeah i have not done that in a long time man that's a <laughs> yeah so. so 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 my hot take is if they put mandalorian armor on grogu it's going to ruin the show just saying. Oh. I still got to catch up. Just saying. Um, I may have given some stuff away. Sorry. It, 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 but this is the way. You can't show his face. <laughs> Dude, his face is the best part about him, okay? But this is the way. He's he's like he's like a miniature Yoda. I mean, what makes Yoda Yoda? His big green face. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Yeah, it's recognizable. I mean, ultimately, in the Star Wars universe, I want to know why I have never seen a space bathroom. What does the space toilet look like? How can it accommodate all the different species they have just hanging out in the cantina at Moss Ass? <laughs> that's, 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 that's fair. That's, that's, that's fair. We should tag Steven Spielberg or George Lucas in this or Steven Spielberg because, you know, E.T. is a crossover. So. E.T. is a crossover. Yeah. Um, all right all right i guess i can come up with a hot take on the spot okay yeah if you don't have one no here it is ben and jerry's cherry garcia so overrated that stuff is trash half baked all the way yes especially the peanut butter (laughs) half baked (laughs) but everyone's like oh cherry garcia And, and for that matter pistachio ice cream can can be tossed out too Who's eating these? Who's eating weird ice cream flavors like that? My wife loves pistachio never, ice cream. Really? You, you, no. Why? She likes that stuff, man. No. What? No. Like when no. she went to Italy, she talked about that uh, gelato. The pistachio gelato. Yeah, I'm good. It was the best. I'm good. I don't even like. I guess it, it, I don't mind real pistachios but just leave my ice cream alone just give me my normal either cookies and cream chocolate 
vanilla with some melted peanut butter or cookie, some cookie dough. dough in there yep cookie dough so that is can't go wrong unless you're at dairy queen then you got to get a brownie batter blizzard that stuff is life-changing you know what screw them all and go to andy's yes andy's yeah andy's frozen sure. custard yep andy's yeah, for the win dude culver's culver's is is, culver's is good too. their ice cream yeah well and they have crinkle cut fries i'm a sucker for crinkle cut fries the problem with the blizzards at dairy queen and also like the mcdonald's mcflurry is the ingredient to ice cream ratio since we're talking about ratios in these hot takes john is looking at value as you can see and you get to the bottom of it and it's just all that soft serve ice cream and there's no like there's no ingredients in it there's no more cookie dough it's like it's it so if you were to make a blizzard you would put a scoop of cookie dough on the bottom fill it with soft serve and then put it in the blizzard machine i mean i probably just fill a whole cup with like cookie dough and then just like put, let the ice cream run in like all between it i mean that makes sense right so john would just get a thing of cookie dough with a spoonful of ice cream he just wants the cookie dough that's that's what i'm getting that's basically all he wants <laughs> i just want an increased cookie dough ratio in my ice cream like if i'm getting a cookie dough blizzard concrete whatever you want to call it i just i just want a piece of cookie dough and each spoonful of ice cream i get is that too much to ask you, you know who john reminds me of right now at this moment for those of you who have watched the movie casino <laughs> There is a scene where Robert De Niro, he is the casino, he runs the casino, and he's there with somebody else, and they're eating muffins. <laughs> and he's talking about how broke things are. And he's like, see, look at how many blueberries are in your muffin compared to mine. And so he grabs the guy's muffin and his muffin, and he goes to the kitchen where the chef is. And he's like, look at this. His muffin has got more blueberries than mine. I want every muffin to have the exact same amount of blueberries in it that's john right there that is john right there and the chef was like you're joking right I mean, honestly that sounds like a scenario that i heard about in my lean and six sigma course but <laughs> all right so what's on everyone's calendar for the week how many miles are we all getting or what are we shooting for 30 to 40 30 to 40 i would love 25 to 30 John just wants to lick his wounds and eat his ice cream. John don't so, care right now. Recovery week. Recovery week. We'll be fine. Yep. Yep. John just wants to know, do I need to go see a PT? Nah. Give me some ice cream. I'm good. That's right. He's going to rub some ice cream on it. <laughs> and then let his great Pyrenees <laughs> come walk all over him and eat the ice cream off. That's what he's going to do. So. That's right. All right. Well, I guess that's it. That's it. That is that all is throat. That's, that's the way it. the cookie crumbles. That's the way the Oreo cookie crumbles. That's right. We are out for this week, guys. We will see you next week. Everybody have yourself a great day. See you later.